Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Orlando, and we're on episode 282. Yeah, 282. An, an episode. Yeah, an update episode. We love our update episodes because it's our opportunity to tell you what's going on in our reselling life, in the reselling community as a whole, and then to go through some bolos and uh, kind of what we're looking forward to you know, in reselling. So make sure you stick through all of the segments because uh, we got a lot of important topics we're going to talk about today and we got some great bolos for you. Yeah, make sure to smash that like button even before we started because we know you're going to enjoy this. And uh, leave a comment below if there's anything you disagree, anything you agree with. Always appreciate the comments. Helps us out in the algorithm search. So greatly appreciate that. And so I got to tell you, Mike's pretty, pretty live for this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've taken a few weeks. Yeah. It's been more than a few weeks. So I've taken, I've taken like, it's, it's been a while. I've been, the, my diet and my exercise has been like all messed up just because the fifth wheel situation and, you know, life stuff and circumstances and, and, and it's easy to give up on certain things and it's hard to get back in the flow, but you get to a point where you do some self-reflection. You're like, I'm tired of feeling like crap. I'm tired of eating like crap and stress eating. I'm tired of, of kind of just, you know, moping around. And I'm like, so I've been going back to the gym. I've been eating right. And so I'm feeling a lot better and, and really pumped about reselling in general, you know, getting this podcast going. And uh, and so, yeah. But along those lines, man, still trying to sell that fifth wheel. Oh, it's brutal. Like, I tell you what, like we should play like the never ending story. Really? Like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to bore anybody too long on this, but uh, man, it's it, it's tough. Like it's it, and the hardest part is seeing so many other people that we know who sold big items like this, other fifth wheels rvs big things and they're selling like instantly and and we're just we run into issue after issue after issue we're trying to sell and so um i, I think i've come to a place where like i've just recognized okay i'm going to be giving up some weekend showing it uh there's going to be time i'm wasting on this but i can't i can no longer just keep putting my reselling on hold because of it mm -hmm. i've got to start moving forward like you know how like you get to a place in life where it's okay to mourn. You know what I mean? Like, like something bad happens and so you mourn for a while or like yeah. a big life event happens and you're like, okay, I need to put certain things on pause so that I can, you know, kind of decompress or take care of these things. But if that thing continues for a long enough period of time, you almost got to get to a place where you're like, okay, like life has to go back to normal at some point. Like I have to keep going. So, you know, um, and like along those lines, uh, so not only do we have that fifth wheel stuff, but, um, you know, just this last week, uh, my son was visiting family, so he was visiting his cousins, and so he flew with his grandparents. And then my wife had a death in the family, and so um, my son's grandparents, so my wife's yeah. parents, and my wife all had to fly to Michigan, but my son was in another state. He was in Nebraska, so we had to figure out how to get him to Colorado so he can be with my mom. And then, so it, it was kind of like this whirlwind of, of stuff going on, trying to figure out plane tickets and all this. And so we actually ended up using the eBay vacation mode. Because it was, you know, in the past we would just put, okay, it's put on a five-day uh, handling time just mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be tough for just me when I've, I'm working super late and I've got, you know, other things going on. If we have sales coming in, they're going to be late. And and so instead of pushing back like our, our our handling time by a lot, we're like, let's just try this vacation mode thing, the the new updates that they've done. And, and it was listeners who told us about this, actually. Uh, and the new setup is you can tell people when you're going to come back. And so I looked at some of my items and like, it says right at the top, like this seller is currently away until such and such a date. You can expect delays in shipping. Right. So okay. it was kind of cool to see that, but we still had sales come through. And so it was nice to have a sell come through and be like, all right, man, I got three days. Like I don't have to worry about like, you know, I got home late. I don't have to worry about rushing down. You don't have to message them. That's the big thing I've yeah. always had to do. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all taken care of. It sends like you can you can actually um, put in there when you set up the vacation mode a generic message to go out to anybody. Oh, that's great. So there's there's Such a lot a time of saver. It, yeah, it's, it's some cool features for that. So we use that uh, and sells were coming. It's through. been around for like a year, but you know, 
and that's my bad because yeah. new feature for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I just never until I said it. And then this is why we love doing the podcast because we learn from everyone in the community. And so, yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad because now I know what to do when I go away in, yeah. in a little bit. So no, it's really nice. It was, a, it was a great function to use. Um, and then also selling a couple of things locally. Like I mentioned my last podcast, we sold uh, some dumbbells. I also sold a bike. And so I, I still don't know what's going on. Like if there's a, a big spike in the, in the used fitness stuff, if it's because it's still kind of the beginning of the year and people are getting into things. Um, but I, I feel like I thought it would have been like January and here we are like into March now and yeah. people are, are still buying that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Let us know in the comments below. Like if you sell any fitness stuff, have you seen an uptick in price or, or activity in those? Are they moving faster for you? Uh, Cause it seems like the, the stuff I have is starting to move a little bit quicker. So I don't know what's going on with that. What's causing people to do that. Maybe people are having to return to the office and, and I know that's kind of old and, and most people probably have, but there's still some people working from home and they're starting to come back to the office and they might be like, Oh man, I put on a few pounds. I better, you know, get a bike. So. It's interesting you say that because I've passed on a bunch of weights recently in the last two weeks. And I think rightfully so, because at least from my experience, the, the the market has definitely died down. Yeah. And I haven't passed on them because I didn't think there was value. I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, like you don't I want to lug them into your house. Yeah. You know, not only that, but I remember having, you know, when you whenever you ship out weights, you have to. I, at least I bubble wrap and then you have to I put cardboard inside the flat rate box to reinforce it like you have to do that maybe twice or three times then you have to tape it like crazy see i only sell local yeah i sell weights local yeah i just you know like i've always said you get top dollar for selling on ebay at least that's my thoughts you you can but not necessarily because once you figure this is the way i look at it i might be able to make let's say ten dollars more on a on a dumbbell if i sold on ebay or on a, a, a weight plate however once i factor in ebay fees shipping mm -hmm. and you know all that like yeah. it's not necessarily more saying. whereas if i'm selling if i'm doing a hundred dollar purchase of some dumbbells or some weights and it's all local i get the cash there's no fees and i don't have to worry about shipping it time right i do have to you know meet up with somebody and there's yeah, i think there's about that, that aspect the, yeah. the flakes the you know having to take time out of my day where if i sell on ebay you know i pretty much ship it when i want you know i don't have to wait it's kind of passive in a way yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's pros and cons to both, but yeah, I, I find big things I prefer to sell locally if possible, just because the pain of shipping. I mean, we just sold a a big one of those. Um, I don't think maybe it's a laser disc player. I think it's like a special type of laser disc player um, and it's really big and it was really heavy. It was like 25 pounds. OK, that's a big shipment, right? The problem was finding the box. Like we used to have all kinds of big boxes that we'd save from things mm -hmm. and we've kind of reduced. We reduced down the number of like large boxes we had because we just weren't using them. They're taking up too much space. And it was a nightmare. Like I had to find a big enough box, cut it down, you know, bubble wrap it. And luckily we're selling it just for parts. So I'm like, if this thing does show up and it gets, you know, a little bit dinged up, hopefully they're okay because it's just for parts anyways. But just big <laughs> stuff in general, like anything that's going to take a lot of time to ship. Cause when you have to figure it out when you're like, all right, I gotta cut a box down. Cause we've talked about that yeah. in in shipping, like having having your system set up so that it's quick. If you're like cutting Finding, okay, I need to put some some styrofoam or some extra paper in here. Is this going to fit? How much? It's just so much extra work. Even sometimes taking two people to like lift it, get it into a box. So it's nice when you can do local with that big stuff. And it's just get the cash in hand. Then you're not waiting for an eBay payout and then to get the cash. Like I look at local deals as a lot of times it's like my garage sale fund. Like that money that yeah. I get local deals just goes into my wallet and that's part of my garage sale fund. No, I agree. I agree. I, I can't disagree with you. I, I'm not a fan. The other day I sold a VCR. Uh, no, it was a dual deck. It was a, you know, a Samsung one with the remote. 
And uh, luckily, I've I've mentioned this before. The boxes that the eBay boxes that you buy, you should yes. keep those. Yes, they come in handy so much. Yeah, they're perfect for like dual decks every single time. So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you know you're getting back to reselling. You haven't missed much on garage sales, I will tell you. That's that's good to know, man. The FOMO was real. I went the last two weeks, two weeks ago around here, and now again. It's, it's just like reselling on eBay, right? Some people say sales are slow. Other people say sales are amazing. I would say garage sales have been the, been the greatest, but, you know, other people might be scoring, right? Uh, so, you know, this last, I shared this on Instagram. I actually, I, I went to Legoland with my kid because uh, my other son ended up going to Knott's Berry Farm and I kind of just felt bad <laughs> that we were just going to sit around the house all day. But I went to two garage sales. And here's the thing. There are less garage sales now in San Diego than there were a year ago. Like, so for example, and I know a lot of you that are on the East coast or in smaller towns, you're like, what? These numbers are outrageous, but there used to be at least three to 400 in San Diego on every, every Saturday, three to 400. And then in the part of San Diego that we live in, you know, once we chose that option, like we look on Craigslist, it'd give us like a hundred or so right now. Sometimes it's like 30, 40. And a lot of those are like repeat listings. Like somebody's just really trying to make sure people go to the garage sale. So maybe four or five of those are repeat listings. And so that's been happening the last two weeks. It's been kind of frustrating. And then on top of that, then all the resellers are only going to certain ones. Right. So I was at one that they were very big on early birds and, and, but you know, I, you know, you got to break that rule every time. And, uh, I showed up and there was about 12 of us and I knew the resellers that were there like, Hey, Orlando, Hey, what's going on? It's been a long time. And you know, we're chatting out there and they were green. Like it's been pretty slim. And so, and I hated it because you know how it is like the, the awkwardness about when people start bringing stuff out, like, do you start grabbing stuff from the table? Do you not? And there was nothing there. So I just left. So that's okay. I've still been making some local deals, which I'll be sharing uh, later on uh, on Instagram and maybe eventually here do a YouTube. But uh, my listings, remember, I was supposed to get to 3K. So I'm at the time that we dropped this podcast, I'm at 2,900 or so. And uh, what what stopped things was eBay glitching. Mm. I'm not trying to whine here. I'm just telling you it was real. My my helper had, I remember she had drafts that she had, usually she makes drafts and then I take the drafts and I finalize them and make them live. And I want to say probably 15 or 20 listings may have disappeared. Like, I, I, we don't know what happened to them because I remember seeing them and then they were gone. And she's like, oh, I thought you made them live. That's why I couldn't see them. Nope. They just disappeared. And then when I try to put pictures, sometimes the only way I was able to do pictures was... Uh, and choosing the import for mobile. And so I do it on my desktop and then I have to put pictures via my phone onto uh, the desktop and other people were messaging me and saying, Hey, just use Chrome. So I went from Safari to Chrome. Oh yeah. Don't use Safari. I love Ugh. Safari. Love Safari. Chrome so, is the best. <laughs> so I went to Chrome and it worked for a while, but then it started getting glitchy again. So I'm hoping eBay gets this resolved uh, pretty quick. I've also had some issues where items that I know for sure, I always charge shipping are free shipping. And so I'll get an offer like on a pair, like, like one example is I got a pair of Olokai shoes. Uh, you know, I, I paid like seven bucks and I was trying to get like 50 for them and somebody offered me 25, which on a slow day, I might've considered it, but it said free shipping. Hmm. So that automatically, what am I making? Like two bucks on that? So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on. It's just, it's a little bit frustrating. Uh, but you know, uh, life's been getting busier. Uh, those of you that have families that listen, you know, those of you that have been listening, maybe 
when your kids were five, I think you start noticing once they get to nine or 10, life gets busier. And then once they become teenagers, it gets busier. And and one of the things I love about reselling is giving me the opportunity to drop whatever I'm doing and I'm able to go to events with my, with my son. I haven't missed a single sporting event that my son's been involved in. Uh, I just think about, you know, when I was a kid, my parents maybe went to two because they were too busy working. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a chef. And so I never... I never saw him. And uh, it, it's, it's been great. I mean, obviously, uh, you got to still hustle. I've been consistent listening every single day. Uh, I've been trying to get, I'm trying to hit like 25 to 30 listings a day. Uh, but, you know, I had one day where I just was tired and I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. I, I'm not saying that's the way to do it. Here, here's the one thing I want people to understand about our channel is that we are about to hustle. I mean, obviously, our name is Pure Hustle Podcast, but uh, family is our first priority. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's God, family, and then the business, or maybe you could throw in a couple of other things there too. Right. Uh, and it depends, right. You, you have your career as a teacher, right. That obviously, you know, uh, Trump's, uh, reselling and it's, and it's interesting. I mean, I, I got a whole, you know, there's a influencer that we used to listen to all the time and I don't know where, like, he's no longer married and don't know what happened to his kids. And he's with some new younger person. And I'm just like, Man, I respect that dude a lot for his hustle. And I'm like, I wonder what happened. Right. And, and you know, we, we I don't want to jump to conclusions. But to me right now, you know, this is why Instagram stories have been a little bit less. That's why just I, I, I want to be way more involved in my kids. And yeah. so hopefully prioritizing family at some point. I mean, that's why that's why we work. Right. Like we work so that we can provide a uh, opportunities for our family. Like that is, that is what we do here. And, and you may have your own things. If you don't have a family, I mean, your priorities may be different, but I, I, I can't imagine anybody hustling, hustling, hustling and sacrificing. And again, like you said, like that specific situation, we don't know the whole scenario. So like we, we're not going to, you know, postulate or assume we know what's going on, mm -hmm. but we never want hustling. We never want any of that, the, the love and drive for money to outdo our connection with our family and so or friends and so th there are sacrifices you got to make if you want to be successful and there are certain sacrifices that just aren't worth making to be a certain level of success correct correct and so that, that that's kind of where i mean i think about yeah if i was in my 20s and i did what i did now and i knew what i knew now I, i'd be in a far better place Right. But I chose a different career path. I chose to impact, you know, individuals through teaching. And so anyways, uh, I just wanted to say that because, you know, life has been getting busy, I think, for Mike and I. But hopefully all of you from the beginning have known that we are about that hustle. But, you know, our, our families are important. And as our families grow, <laughs> as we grow, uh, you know, our businesses have been growing. I've, I've you know, I've moved into a larger place. I have a larger property. I have way more inventory. I have way more income coming in. Uh, but at the same time, I've also, you know, I had to figure out that, you know, healthy uh, family uh, life, a family uh, business, you know. And so it's kind of where I'm at. And the last thing I want to share about the updates is always if you get a helper, it is worth the time to train them in the beginning, even if it takes a little bit longer than you wanted. And the reason I say that is because. I've had a couple like hiccups with my with my helper, but it's on me. It's not it's not on her. And the, the reason being is, I generally would just tell her, "Here's some items. Just look at my listings and do what I did on my listings, and you should be okay." And you would think, you know, like sometimes that will work, but you have to understand, like the reason you make your listings the way you make them is because you know what you're doing. 
right? You, if you give them to somebody and, you know, all they've done is listed shirts and all they've done is listed, let's say, you know, yeah, shirts and buckles and hats. And then out of nowhere, you're throwing them at Department 56 stuff or you're throwing, you know, uh, just a different kind of item. It may not be that easy. Yeah, that kind of goes with the uh, the idea of like you got to teach the why and not just the what, right? Like mm. when you teach somebody, here's why I list this way and here's how I process that. If you can train somebody to do that, you're actually giving them a lot of freedom because then they can actually operate within that bounds and maybe make the listings, you know, understanding what it is that they should be looking for, how to do it and include the right things instead of just saying, I'm going to copy this, which is nothing wrong with imitating because imitating is a good way to learn and but if you're just imitating, then you're never thinking for yourself and you may be able to train a helper to a place where they're going to be able to include details and things that you might be like, man, that's so great. Like I'm the listing that I showed you as an example didn't have those kinds of details on there, but you were able to find that because you understand what it is I'm trying to accomplish when I'm creating a listing. Yeah. So anyways, just a heads up, if you're hiring somebody, it, it's so worth the time investment in the beginning. So you're not having to, you know, fix things later on. So. All right. Hey, before we move on to random story, just want to say thank you to all of you that have signed up for Patreon slash PRSO podcast in the link below. It's been really helpful. Uh, you know, we're, we're slowly getting back to our our pre-Christmas numbers that we had before the whole, I would call it the buy me a coffee, coffee apocalypse. Uh, but we're slowly getting there. If you have not yet signed up or you're previously on buy me a coffee and you, you know, you've gotten those messages and you're like, oh, this is really annoying. I don't want to do this. I ask you just to jump on to Patreon. Uh, you know, dot com. Uh, we are Pierce a podcast on there and just sign up for one of the tiers. It definitely helps us. So, yeah. And um, we haven't actually talked about this. We talked uh, on a previous episode. We were kind of just like thrown out there. Like, would we potentially do like a, a paid discord with other groups or anything? And and I'm still planning on creating the discord for Pierce podcast. There's been a lot going on. Uh, but one of the ways I was kind of thinking is uh, kind of soft launching it and starting it with our Patreon members just to kind of get okay. the flow going and okay. get things going. So uh, if you want to be in on that beta of of that communication and all of that, uh, if you're a Patreon member, you're going to be you know one of the first to say like, hey, we're trying this, uh, this Discord thing. You want to help us out here and see how it goes. Uh, so that's just another way we could say thank you to those of you who uh, continue to support us. Again, the podcast, okay the podcast is free, but I think that that'd be a good way to make sure that we have people who are invested in reselling there in, in the community mm -hmm. and, and people who uh, are, are committed to the pure hustle network, right? Our, our group of people who are trying to level up our, uh, our life and our reselling. Agreed. Agreed. So thank you to everyone. All right. We, we do have a funny, that's not related to a random story. Should we talk about that one first? If you want to. Did you see the email? I did. What was it? So we, we've talked a couple of times at the podcast about the, uh, somebody, accidentally sent a hustle of the week to the eBay for business podcast instead of sending it to pure hustle podcast. And we've kind of joked about it. Like, you know, this person sent it wrong. They reached out to us and said, it was me. I did it. Here's why. And they kind of said, you know, it was a late night and, and they sent it to the wrong thing. But it's funny because he says, I got a, I got an eBay for business mug for like being a call in. Correct. He goes, but I call it my mug of shame. Correct. So I'll, I'll just read real quick. This is from Terry in Wisconsin. That's all I'm going to share. Uh, Terry, thanks so much. I mean, you didn't have to reach out, right? You just said, Hey, we live in Wisconsin. We're vacationing in Maine. Uh, you know, uh, you got that much from what I submitted to the eBay for business podcast. Here is the rest of the story. So I'm thinking this is, you know, about my age because a lot of, not a lot of people know about Paul Harvey. Mm. That's, that's a sad day. So this is kind of a hustle of the week bonus for you. 
<laughs> I guess so. It was an 18-hour drive from Maine to Wisconsin. My wife and I took turns driving. We got back home a little burnt out. My hustle of the week item was the first thing I listed on our return, uh, and it sold within hours of listing. I was excited to share. I sent the email within 24 hours of our return, and it was I was still a little sleep-deprived. And truth be told, a couple of cocktails in. Uh, I did mention I live in, in Wisconsin. Yep. I'm usually pretty organized and have uh, several reselling-related contact emails saved on a spreadsheet. I copied the wrong email. I sent my hustle of the week off. I remember seeing a couple of your podcasts after that and thinking, hmm, maybe my find wasn't all that interesting. And by the way, if you shared with me, and this is not on mic, it's all on me. If you share with me a hustle a week and I have not shared and I told you I was going to, please contact me. I, I am very organized about it, but there are times things sl slip through the cracks and I, I just, I don't have it. So let me know. So uh, he said, hmm, maybe my find wasn't all that interesting. Then one day I was listening to the eBay for Business podcast. I was surprised and embarrassed to hear them read my House of the Week submission. I was surprised I didn't realize who the intended recipient was by my closing about keeping it real and relevant. In a bit of an ironic twist, the first time I heard you guys was when Griff interviewed you on the program. So mystery solved. Sorry for his confusion. So it's pretty funny. That, that is pretty funny. I appreciate it. Thank you, all of you. And by the way, you're always welcome to call in our hustle week and we'll share that yeah. phone number later on. So, all right. Well, any, any randomness with you? Super random story. So um, my wife, partway through the week after going to the funeral, stopped in Colorado because that's where my mom is. And my oldest son was was staying with my mom for a few days. So she stopped there and spent a couple days with my mom and my, my, my son uh, before flying back home. Well, while she was there, she sees this giant buffalo head on the wall, right? Mm. And there's a story behind it. And this is, this is pretty interesting. So my mom's husband had always said, like when she met him, like, I, I want like a buffalo head. Like that would be, I just think it'd be cool to have a buffalo head on the wall. And my mom goes, oh, I have one. My, my brother, so my uncle, my brother bought one for me at a estate sale. My uncle does a lot of estate sales, but he doesn't do it for like reselling purposes. He just likes to like go and buy collectible things that he's mm -hmm. into. And he saw this buffalo head and he bought it for like hundred or $200 at this estate sale. Uh, and he gave it to my mom because he knew that my mom had mentioned something like that in the past. And my mom's like, that's so funny. You want a, a buffalo head? My brother bought me one. And it's just at his house. So um, my mom's husband stopped at his house one day on the way home. And he lives a couple states away. Um, and he was traveling for work. So he stops and he picks it up. But he noticed as he was like getting it home that there were some like bugs in it, like a tear and stuff like that. So he's like, oh, like this is frustrating. There's bugs in it. So I'm going to take it to a taxidermy place to get it like cleaned and whatever they could do. So he goes so to- So it was already taxidermied, right? Yeah, it was a taxidermied okay, buffalo okay, head. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, like a, a mounted buffalo head. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't just like a raw buffalo head. <laughs> no, I know, I know. So, and again, sorry for those of you who are listening who like are, you know, against hunting and all that stuff. But, you know, it, there's a, there's a, a people who are into there's that. There's a market. So, yeah. so anyways, he takes it to a taxidermy place and the taxidermy guy was just in awe. He's like- do you know what you have? And then my, my mom's husband was like, no. And he goes, this is all, this is like, there's bones in this. He goes like, they've stopped doing this like almost a hundred years ago. Like now they use like plastics. They take out all the bones and they do oh, taxidermy yeah. and they put in, they put in plastics instead. He goes like, this is actually like the, the bones are still in here. He goes, I haven't seen one of these in, in years and years and years. He goes, this is like super rare. And he offered to buy it for $10,000. Wow. And wow. my mom's husband was like, nope, I want it. I want to keep it. So the taxidermy's like, man, that's so cool that you have this. And I guess like part of the lip was like open a little bit and it looked like he had a crooked smile because it actually had the teeth still. What? And he's like, um, do you want me to sew up the lip? And the, my, my, my mom's husband was like, no, like I think it's kind of a cool look to it. So anyways, 
I was just in awe, like to think that this Buffalo head would be worth $10,000. And so I, I don't know, like it, it's just a random story because as a reseller, I've never thought to like look at oh, yeah. anything taxidermy. Yeah, but, but to me, it's like, man, like, and then now to know if you are looking for taxidermied stuff and I don't know how I would know what it is without like learning a little bit more about it. But if you can find something that actually has the bones in it instead of a plastic inside of it, like a plastic mold. <laughs> is this a bolo? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, when we get to the bolo, I'm going to, I'll re, I'll re-mention this, mm. but, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I just had no idea. I mean, I knew that people pay a lot of money when they go hunting to get mm-hmm. the deer head, you know, taxidermy and all of that, or, uh, you know, mountain lion or whatever it is they hunted. I knew that there was money in that aspect, but I didn't know that there was money as much as like $10,000 for somebody to collect something that wasn't something that they, you know, it wasn't yeah. their experience. It wasn't their hunt. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. you know, so, um, it was just kind of shocking to think that, at an estate sale, my uncle, I mean, I'm sure if he finds out about it, he's going to be furious with my uncle. You know, he, I'm not furious. I mean, it is what it is. He gave it to my mom, but to think like, yeah, I paid a couple hundred bucks for it. You can have it. I don't think if he knew it was worth $10,000, he would have just given it to my mom, you know? So yeah, that's my, that's my random story. That is that, that's a random, that is really random. So, and, and you know, here in San Diego, I have gone to a few estate sales and garage sales and I've tried to pick up taxidermy, but either the price is outrageous or there's just a major competition for it like it's wild because i have a friend of mine who who's an avid hunter and i just send him pictures and he's like you know he'll tell me yay or nay try to get in or not you know and, and yeah there's a lot of people that will buy stuff that's not their their win or whatever their gain or their hunt yep. or whatever and they'll, they'll keep it so uh wow I'm thinking about, I have a friend of mine who has a huge, like, uh, moose. Yeah. Elks and moose. Man, yeah. the first time I, I'd ever seen, because like, I've seen, finally now, I've seen, like, a, a moose in real life. But, like, an elk, the first time I saw it, uh, one of my one of my uncles had one that he he got in a hunt, and he had the the head mounted. And I was just in awe. Like, I was like, I, I can't believe how big. And if you live, you know, somewhere where they have elk and moose and stuff, you're like, yeah, I know they're We're big. here from San Diego. But but yeah, in, in California, you know, we don't see those kinds of animals. And so I think, you know, like, it's like a big horse. And it's like, no, no, no. It's massive. They're massive. Huge. Mm-hmm. So, wow. All right. So my story is not as as cool as yours. But uh, so update, I had mentioned that I had a item that went to brazil and then the person like just let it sit in customs for like a month never picked it up well they opened the case and it was like an 80 dollar for it's not a huge sale it was an 80 dollar sale but 80 bucks is 80 bucks and they opened the case saying they never got it and then i messaged them like well you did get it you just haven't picked it up from customs and it was tough because it was you know we're translating between portuguese and and english and google translate isn't always the best uh translator and so it was, I got the weirdest thing from eBay. eBay's like, oh, we decided in, you know, your favor, you've been protected through eBay guidelines, you know, for international standard shipping. I'm like, all right, cool. And then within two minutes later, <laughs> I get this random, eBay has decided to reverse the decision on their case and we will be withdrawing funds from our account. Ooh. And I was like, what, like, what, what, what led to this decision? Did like a bot, like just, you know go off program like what happened then and it was an easy fix i called ebay i'm like hey listen i'm not sure what's going on uh and by the way this was an item of just recap that i had shipped out in november okay we're now you know we're in march and so it was a while back and uh yeah ebay reversed it and this is why i always say if you're shipping international you can go you can go rogue i mean i i would say you know pirate ship has its simple export program and i've shipped through there outside of ebay and i haven't had any problems but 
it's really nice to ship on eBay, whether it's global shipping or eBay standard international delivery, uh, just because you are protected. I, I know people have stories of times that eBay didn't protect them. I have not had one. Like eBay has backed me up on every single one. And uh, the worst I ever got for me one time was somebody from England returned something and it had a terrible perfume smell and I still got my money back. So just, just you know, be aware that if you're going to ship global, you want to go down that road. I got a question for you. Have you had a lot of people tell me uh, like they'll buy something and then they're like, hey, I don't get paid until this day or, you know, I'm on limited income. Like, I feel like I'm getting a flood of those lately. I haven't had any recently. Um, I mean, I over my course of reselling, of course, I've gotten those. Um, and I think like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not your layaway. Uh, but again, if it's not an item that's moving, I mean, what I hate is when they buy it and then they don't pay and they say something like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, well, wait to buy it until you have the money. You know, I'm not going to hold this for you. But sometimes if it's like this item has been sitting forever and, you know, you say you're going to be paid in three days. Sure. I won't close it until three days. Like I'm, I doubt it's going to sell in three days anyways. But uh, I recently I had, I don't think I've had any of those. I just feel bad because I've had a few that really wanted an item and then it sells like the day before they pay. So what I mean is like the, I tell them, hey, I can't hold it on, hold on to it for you. I'll list it. If somebody buys it, it is what it is. But if it's still here, you know, the deal's still on the table. And then literally like the like I had a guy have me, tell me a full conversation about how he wanted this train set and he's building this in the back and uh, he's on a limited income now. And this is the joy of his life. And it's oh. so... Yeah, everybody's got a story. I mean, I felt real, I felt bad though. You've got it. I mean, there's a human connection. There's a human element to every aspect of life. Uh, but in business, you gotta you gotta be careful with that kind of stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. if it's like to me, the way I look at it is, if it's a local deal on something, or I've met somebody, I met a swap meet, and it's something like that, um, I might be more willing to like, hey, you know, I'll hold this. I know you. I know your situation. Or if it's you know somebody I know through a friend or something, I feel like that's different. But when it's just somebody messaging you, it's like, Hey, that's great. And I, and I definitely hope you get it. I hope yeah. you're able to buy this, yeah. but I, I feel like you can't feel too bad because maybe if somebody's on that limited of an income, like, and they didn't have the money then, then, you know, maybe they shouldn't be buying it. I don't know. Like, and not to say that you can't no, have I, other. I agree. I mean, most of the stuff I would say that I sell is not meant, is not like a necessity. Right. Right. Sometimes I saw like, you know, one of the bullet the shirt today is, is work boots and I saw those and I could see that being a necessity and it's cheaper to go on eBay and stuff. But most of the stuff like the vintage stuff, I would count it as more luxury. Like you, you don't need that, you know, satin San Francisco Giants jacket. That's 200 bucks. Like that's not a necessity. And the person who bought that train set, you don't spend that kind of money on collectible things unless you also it's the love of your life. Right. So Right. So whoever got it, it was really important to them. So you, you can't feel too bad. Um, I mean, you can, I feel like you can be like, man, that's, that stinks for that person. But I, I would, I would be hesitant because especially with this fifth wheel situation that I've experienced, you can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't hold things for somebody because somebody can give you a story and then flake on you and you lose a sale. I agree. So. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. All right. So that is our random stories. Hey, by the way, we share stuff in our own stories on Instagram. If you haven't been following us on social media, we are Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are also Pure Soul Cast on Twitter. Uh, you can always give us a call at 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at purezopodcast at gmail.com. That's purezopodcast at gmail.com. We do have a hustle of the week that actually came through, which we'll be sharing uh, in the next uh 
themed episode. Uh, and as always, uh, we're grateful for all of you that listen. Uh, actually, I ran into two people that listen to the podcast. You know, I feel pretty, I feel pretty VIP these days, you know, uh, you know, shout out to Victor, uh, who I ran into as Salvation Army. I was just biding time. And, um, is that a word biding? Biden time? Yeah. <laughs> biding your time. Biting. Okay. All right. Um, and, uh, you know, he comes up to me, he's like, Hey, I think I know you. And I'm like, Oh no, like this could be good. This could be from the podcast. So appreciate you, Victor. And then uh, I wasn't like. I know you. You owe me money. Oh, I want to see. I don't have legs. any of that. I, you know, you always get scared. Well, for me, I suspended a lot of kids, and I, you know, I had some kids that ended up ex- expelled, and I had some drama when I was an administrator. So you just never know, you know. Like, I do have, yeah, I have things that I'm worried about at times. You know, like you know, do you when you make tough calls, you don't end up being everybody's friend. Uh, and uh, Dave also ran into me at Legoland. Take the time out to say hi to me on Legoland. So, oh. what's up, Dave? Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it, it was funny because my son was acting up right before he came to say hi. And it's like, all right, I hope he didn't see me, like, you know, getting upset with my kid, you know. But uh, hey, thanks, Dave, for saying Got to keep it real. <laughs> Got to keep it real. So, hey, and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, by the way, what I was saying is a lot of people have just listened to the podcast. They're like, hey, we don't do YouTube. We don't do anything. We, li- we only listen to the podcast. And we, we are great for all of you. Uh, but we also ask you just jump on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that bell notification because we also provide a lot of other content uh, on our YouTube. So, yeah. and also uh, thank you for all the reviews on iTunes. We're slowly getting up to uh, 600 reviews uh, and we just want to keep it there. So thank you. Yeah. All right. What's going on in the reselling world? Things are happening all over the world. Things are happening on eBay. We're still making money. We're still flipping, keeping it real. Orlando, take it away. All right. So this is an obvious one. I I don't know. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I will say, you know, my prayers are out there for all the people uh, dealing with uh, the war that's taking place in Ukraine. But as a result uh, of the war, if you didn't know, uh, and I think this is an obvious one, like eBay has suspended uh, shipping out to Ukraine and and parts of Russia. Uh, now, there are possible workarounds, right? But I know I know that UPS and FedEx themselves have suspended it. So, you know, I would just be careful if anybody out there, you know, you get a message, hey, you know, eBay isn't letting me buy via global shipping or eBay international standard delivery. Uh, be aware that eBay is just n- not doing it. And so neither is uh, UPS and FedEx. So, it you know, there's like DHL and there's others. But, uh, you know, just be aware that and obviously eBay will always uh, protect you, uh, you know, if a shipment is late or it gets lost because of this, the current situation. So something oh. to be aware of. All right. So this is this is funny. So I, I want to hear how you read this article. So I posted this on Instagram. It was interesting, the responses. So Bloomberg had posted about how eBay last week uh, warned investors that they were losing customers. So did you read the article? Um, I didn't read the whole article. Okay. Now, I actually saw a few articles. That's the thing. It's like when I sent, because I sent you a screenshot of it. I think you'd already seen it at that point. Uh, But I have eBay saved on my Google News. It's like anything that pops up eBay. And there were multiple ones about, you know, eBay stock dropping, eBay's, you know, losing money, losing customers. And so it's kind of like, oh, gosh. 
So it's interesting because you you have to read the article to see what what, what it's saying. And so I'll just read some quick lines. Uh, eBay warned investors that first quarter sales will miss estimates as shoppers return to pre-pandemic spending habits. And then after that, the shares fell 12% in extended trading. Uh, sales will be 2.43 billion to 2.48 billion the period ending in March. Uh, uh, on average, estimated 2.6 billion according to data compiled by Bloomberg. Earnings, excluding some items, will be $1. Anyways, that's for shares. Uh, The momentum eBay gained during the pandemic when people abandoned stores or websites has been fading as shoppers return to in-person browsing and uh, buying. Uh, The CEO uh, maintained the company's advertising and payments business can boost profits even if total spending on the site falls. So two things, and I want to hear your commentary on this. First of all, it's not saying that... like things are out of the norm. Like eBay is just like losing all kinds of people. What it's saying is people aren't buying the way they were during the pandemic, which makes sense. Completely makes sense. Right. I I would say 2020 was for me the best time of reselling I've ever had. It was just amazing how much stuff was selling and for how much. And you know, this last Q4 for me was a lesson as to how things are going back to normal because it wasn't that great. But then when the CEO says that, uh, payments and company advertising can boost profits if total spending on the site falls. I found that a little bit concerning. Yeah, I mean, part of that payments, that's us, right? That's yeah, that's, that's what fees. I'm saying. And uh, here's the thing. eBay, eBay is looking at the bottom line. Investors of eBay are looking at the bottom line. And if you believe in eBay as a company, I mean, one way we talk a lot about like, okay, how do you hedge against inflation? Well, one way you can hedge against eBay's fees if you think, well, eBay is going to continue to be profitable even if they're losing customers because they're charging more in fees, well, you could buy eBay stock, especially, and again, I'm not recommending anybody buy any stock because, you know, I don't know enough about that. I'm not, not financial advice, not advising that, uh, and don't eat lead paint, but that is one way to hedge against it, right? If, if, if sales, if the stock drops could become a bargain, I'm not saying it is, but it could become a bargain. If their bottom line is how you're going to make money, you're going to make earnings per share. You're going to be able to make dividends. All those things are going to potentially be up. But the problem is, as a seller, you're part of what's bringing that that bottom line up because they continue to increase fees. Uh, all of those things are where they're making their money. Now, long term, that's not sustainable. A lot of, I mean, I read I read a a thing by Warren Buffett. It was like Warren Buffett's essays, and then I read some other books by Warren Buffett. And one of the interesting things that he talked about was that when he hi- buys a company, when he buys majority stock in a company. His number one thing is the CEO. He doesn't buy companies just because of the numbers. I mean, the numbers have to be right. But he goes and he meets the CEO. He has lunch with them. He talks with them. And he has to believe in them as a person. Because he says that's one of the most challenging things is so many people. And and how many times do you see that? CEOs for most companies, it's like a five-year lifespan. And they hop around from company Mm -hmm. to company. And the CEOs, they make their, their bonusing. They make all their money on how the stock's doing. Right. So most CEOs, when they go to a company, they're really not thinking, where is this company going to be 20 years from now, 50 years from now? How do I make sure that it's profitable then? They're thinking in the same way like a lot of politicians think, how do I get votes for the next election? You know, they're not thinking, how do I make the right decision that might hurt a little bit now, but over the course of the next hundred years is going to help our country? They're thinking, what do I need to do to make enough voters happy in a short period of time? Because I'm only going to be in office for 10 years or however long. So when a CEO's lifespan is like five to seven years, they're thinking, how do I make a company make enough money in that period of time 
that I make money. And I could say, look how successful I was. I took eBay from this point to this point in their stock shares. So what I worry about is this might be a good temporary strategy. Hey, how do we make it so that the earnings per share on eBay goes up? Well, if we increase fees a little bit, we're gonna our bottom line is higher. But if you're not continually growing your customer base, that's gonna hurt you now. Here where I think and advertising, I'm sure where they're talking about advertising is, you know, the pay-per-click and all of those things. But one positive thing, and, and we didn't have this on here, but I noticed it. So I watched the Daytona 500 a couple of weeks ago, and I watched uh, the, the Fontana 400 race. And I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't see commercials almost ever. Um, I, I don't watch barely any, but I watched those and I was kind of like proud. I was like, all right, that's good to see that eBay had multiple eBay Motors commercials That's good for the Daytona 500. So it was like, I love wheels, all kinds of wheels. Like their whole commercial was like, and then the point was any car parts you want, you can get on eBay Motors. So I'm like, this is target marketing. Like they're marketing to people who are watching NASCAR. I'm not a, like a huge car person, but a lot of people are. They tinker with cars, they race cars, they buy car. And so what they're saying is, hey, you need car parts? Go to eBay. And I'm like, this is positive. This is, to me, this is a step in the right direction. I don't know if they're marketing and there's lots of commercials on other stuff, but I was like, this is money well spent. And so in that aspect, I can see eBay hopefully gaining customer bases if they advertise wisely. Because we talk a lot about, are they keeping up with the trends? Are they keeping up with, of course, Poshmark is not as big as eBay, but if Poshmark and newer companies, who knows what the next flash in the pan or the next thing that actually sticks is going to be. But if they're figuring out how the younger generation uses social media. If they're figuring out how interactions and dopamine hits on 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 things like that work better than eBay does, long-term, eBay might continue to lose customers, which hurts us. So I'm hoping eBay makes wise decisions that creates more customers in the long-term as opposed to how do we just get the bottom line up by charging sellers more? Yeah, and I agree. And again, whenever I post these kind of things, usually, you know, I get the we get a lot of people saying uh, eBay is done and, you know, there's no point to resell. I mean, it gets down that rabbit hole, but it's all about adapting, right? I, I eBay is still king. I, and, you know, who knows how long that will be. I, I do anticipate it'll, it'll be for a while. I think it's still, you know, unless there's something that, you know, blows everybody out of the water. And I'll talk about this next thing that a lot of people are saying is is going to be this thing, uh, which I, I don't know. Uh, but again, I, I've been very big on, and lately I would say the last six months, I've been very big on, on focusing. I've been focusing strictly on eBay, right? I did some Amazon, but I'm realizing that eBay, as long as I'm consistently listing quality goods that I'm picking up for a low price, it's a pretty simple formula to continue having that income. So yeah, maybe it's not going to be like 2020 again, but that doesn't mean that your business can't grow larger than it did in 2020, right? You had a spike. The spike was nice. It didn't, honestly, it did not take a lot of work. All I had to do is go into my death piles and I listen to my death piles and stuff that would never sell sold, right? Where now it's like, all right, you know, economy's in a downturn, inflation's up, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit different. We had a whole episode about how 2022 will be, uh, I believe, a more difficult year for resellers. And it's going to be all about, are you willing to adapt and do what's necessary uh, to be successful? All right. Which leads us to our next one. So I don't know why I just got drawn to this. Obviously, this ended up in my YouTube recommended a lot. And uh, so it's the One Not app. Have you heard of the One Not app? I haven't. I'm gonna look it up right now. So the One Not app is, I mean, you know, all the big like reselling YouTubers have, I think, done a video on this. And it's basically it's a live auction site, 
that you stream your stuff and you sell it and they take care of everything. So when things sell, you print the label from them and they ship it to the the owner, the buyer. Uh, they take their, you know, 10% cut. Uh, their shipping is kind of nice. Like it's, you pay whatever, let's say $4 for like, let's say it's a shirt. And then every item after that's only a dollar for, for you have to pay shipping. So, you know, if you buy 20 items, right, you paid $4 and all the other, you know, 19 items, you only paid a dollar to ship each of those items. And so I've been interested in this for a while and I thought, okay, you know, you watch some videos, you're like, all right, this this looks pretty cool, especially if you need some quick money, but you don't get the money right away. There is, I think there's a, I don't know what the window is. Those of you that have been doing whatnot, let us know uh, on, on the comments. Uh, but there is this window for you to get paid. It's not like immediate, like the good old days of PayPal. Uh, but you basically, there's only so, so many categories. And, and, you know, I'll talk about this later on, but initially it was all about Funko Pops. And then it got into like vintage toys and collectibles and, uh, now there's like new categories like vintage clothing and then there's thrifted and and so on. So I'm like, all right, I'll dabble in this. You know, I got I have a lot of vintage stuff. I could probably, you know, play this game. Uh, and again, you know, everybody always thinks something's the EB killer. Right. I kind of think like crypto, everything. But everybody thinks something's the Ethereum killer. Right. But the reality is when people are used to a certain way of doing things, it's very hard to break from that. And so I got on whatnot. And I watched some auctions. So here's my feedback. Here's my feedback. And I was asking around others in the recently community who had been on whatnot. So you go on there and it looks like an Instagram live or a TikTok live. That's basically what it is, except you can bid on stuff. Right. And I thought as a, I was just going to go in as a buyer so I can see what people are doing to be a seller. And I was going to see if I can source a couple of frustrations I had. One was, I love sourcing on eBay and Mercari and Poshmark because I source on my own terms, right? I put in what I'm exactly looking for. I choose my price range. I choose everything. On this, you have to like wait. And a lot of people just have poor presentations, right? It's not engaging. Uh, you know, it's it's like not everybody's meant to do social media. I can imagine though this would be <laughs> like I was talking about the dopamine hit, right? Yeah. The thing with things like TikTok or even, oh, no, I, and I, I hate Poshmark yeah. in the sense of like, you have to share, yeah. but there's the idea of doing something and getting something back, do something 100%. a little bit, boom, dopamine hit. And so I can imagine that for some people, I mean, the auctions when eBay first started, I feel like auctions were almost like that. Or it, oh, was, it was fun. You know, yeah. you buy something and you're, you're bidding, you're bidding, you're waiting to the last minute, you're bidding. Did it, did I win it? Did I win it? And now it's for most of us, it's just a store. You go in buy now. And <laughs> But I like that. I mean, there's benefits to that, but just imagine the same, that that personality, if you can get the young generation, they don't know what they're looking for, but if someone can present it really well and it's like, check out this shirt and someone's like, oh, I want this. Ooh, somebody bid, I could pay that much. And then people start bidding it up. So I could definitely see where there's a lot of potential in something. And like you this. only get 30 seconds mm. and you could choose the rules. So you can choose, you know how on some auction sites, if somebody bids at the last second, extend it five more seconds and and then you could go sudden, I mean, death. And there's there's different ways of doing it anyways. Uh, I was trying to source. And then after a while, I was like, man, this is this is a lot of time I'm spending on here watching people. And I don't even know what's next. Maybe I missed something. Maybe they give you previews. Uh, I know there is some of that. Like you can like upload a video or something and, and like show kind of what you have. And so I don't know. I, I, I saw that a lot of things in certain fields were going for cheap. Like I saw a lot of vintage stuff was was going for pretty cheap. But Sourcing like opportunity. Yeah, there was. But. 
you had to like you had to watch a lot of junk before you got to like a quality piece. But you know? some people love. It. I mean, some people that they just spend all day on their phone. I know. I know. And the idea of like, ooh, what is this person going to show next? I mean, that, if, see, that wasn't could, me. I was like, come on, man, stop talking. Just, just show the next item. Just yeah. Show the next item. I, I don't. Man, I'm I'm really interested in this. Yeah, I mean, check it out. And the, the, what's cool is like the collectible toys. Like you know, one guy was doing like GI Joe toys, and they were going for crazy money. I mean, that might be even just bolo research. What are people selling? What do people mm-hmm. have? What's good? Spend spend an hour watching what people sell, what sells for a lot, and you might learn a few niches that you didn't know before. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch for those toys. There's obviously a market for that, or I'm gonna watch for that brand. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I just, but you know, I did feel that. A lot of the stuff people were just trying to offload what they weren't willing to sell for as much as they wanted. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like there's some stuff I won't do on an auction like that because I know what it's worth and I want to get that price for it. Uh, but you know, there are some things we all have in our inventory that were like, "Ah." Uh, imagine going to a garage sale, right. Or a thrift store like live and like, you know, you can buy this for $5 and you're like, I've got this item right here at this store. Who wants to buy it? And if nobody buys it, put it back on the shelf and move to the yeah, next I'm item. not sure. You, I don't think you can do that on that. Why not? I mean, that would be I'd, great. I mean, it would be great. I'm just, I mean, you can almost like personal shop for people at a thrift store. Oh, I just found this item right here. Okay. Uh, but let's start the bidding at $10. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, okay. What I'll say. Maybe is- that's my niche. I'm going to get into that. I think it's a great idea, but that would be, man, you imagine, I, I'm sure that would not go well. Like everybody starts doing that. They go to thrift stores and they're just oh. live streaming what they're picking up. Like, and if it doesn't oh, sell, man. you just put it down. Oh man. Let me know in the comments below. Is that a good idea? Should I market that? Should I, should I go and, and, and try and cause yeah, I mean, not everybody has access to the same thrift store that I have access to, you know, like their goodwill looks different. So they're like, what? He just found a Metallica. Okay, so there's, a, so there's a few other things too on there. I think. Uh, you have to get approved before you go on there. So the larger the social media following you have, the easier it is to get approved. And so we should start a PSL podcast one. Oh, I am. We are. We're, we're going live in a couple of weeks. I didn't tell you, but I am trying to, I'm going to sell some vintage stuff. Well, we should do, we should do like, uh, like specifically, like not individually, but like we source together a, like a pile of stuff and then auction it. And then our, li- and then we tell all of our listeners like, come on, we're, we're auctioning on whatnot right now. We could, we could, I, I got to look into the details. I know that I would be approved probably in the vintage category in the toys category, vintage toys category and a couple others. There is a thrifted category, but I don't know how popular that one is. I and listen, you can go on it. Like I, I'm going to go on it. Let's see. Can I go on it right now? There, there's always auctions going on like all the time. And so you can always like right now. Yeah. There's one going for like WWE stuff. There's one going for Marvel stuff, you know, like it's just, yeah, here's somebody is auctioning a Taz t-shirt that I'm looking at. It's at $9. That's probably like a $20 shirt. Let's see where it ends up. There's eight seconds left. Oh, it went up to 17. Remember I said it should end at $20. It's at $10 with 12 seconds left. Are we willing to wait to 10? Oh, it's going up to 11. Is Rolando going to be right? See, see. see, but on eBay, see, it's exciting. on eBay, I think this would sell for 30 to 40. Oh man, they, they've done the whole like... Every time somebody gets close to the end, it'll it'll keep kicking it up. This makes a riveting podcast. Us watching, I us watching and talking see. about it. I know, but it's okay. But it ended, and it ended, and uh, somebody wanted for twelve dollars plus ship. So that's what I mean. That's not like that's not good. But we've talked about the the benefit of fast nickel though too. Yeah, yeah. Like if you I can know, if you could walk into a store, 
buy 20 or 30 items at a, at a thrift store and sell all 20 or 30 items for more than you bought it for that day. And you could do like, that would be, that'd be incredible, right? I mean, there's, we've talked to resellers who do that. Like they sell everything within a month. That might be a beneficial thing. Like, yeah, I can, I can put this stuff. I could list it. Cause how much time did that take? Right. There was no, and yeah. you didn't have to take pictures. You didn't have to take all the measurements. You didn't have to, you just show it. This is a size large. It's a look at just a couple stains here. There might be, there might I mean, be. A, I, I got plenty of hats that I'm, I, I maybe, maybe when, you know, maybe you and I'll do a combined one and you just bring out stuff that you want to sell and I'll bring out stuff that I want to sell. We'll make it pure as a podcast, whatnot. And then we'll see how it goes. You yeah. know, I, uh, I don't know how that could we do a combined one? Like we would have to probably like split the profit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll just put it into the podcast. We'll do it. We'll 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 take Yeah, no, but know? but that's I'm taking it from my inventory. I don't know if I can do well, that. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like if we documented it and we made it part of like this thing. I mean, obviously if you did if you did it on your own, keep the money, right? And if I used it and did it on my own, keep the money. But if if we were to say, like, let's just take a hundred dollars you know, of our Patreon over the next couple of months and oh, let's all you go together. Not, let's not all, from our own inventory. Let's all go to a thrift store. And we'll a couple of thrift stores and we'll buy stuff and we'll sell it tonight on WhatsApp and we'll just make it a thing. We'll like maybe we'll go live on Instagram and talk about what we're picking up at the store and then you guys can join us on WhatsApp to see what's sold and watch it sell. Okay. So let me try one on my own just yeah. for practice it. I mean, yeah, we got to know what we're doing before. So, we yeah. Uh, and it'll, it'll be under Pierce of Podcast. It'll probably be vintage hats or shirts or something like that. And then once we do that, then Mike and I will might go down that direction. I, I like the idea. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. So, all right. Hey, um, so, mm, man, we, there's so much stuff. Okay. So I'll leave this till next time. Cause it's not like a heavy, heavy reselling topic. Uh, but it's, it's time for our, our next time. But before we go there, before we go there, there's something else you need to think about. School shaver. Wait, yeah. no. Yeah. School we're we're going to start with a new promo code hustle. So our new promo code for school shaver is hustle. So if you haven't bought one yet, it, we've had different promo codes in the past. Um, they keep getting on our promo codes end up on like third party things. And so skull shaver pulls them down because you know, we wanted, this is basically a friends and family deal, right? This is just for our listeners. So please don't share this with anybody. Don't, I mean, share it with your friends, but don't put it on the internet and say like, Hey, if you want a discount, but skull shaver is an incredible product. We use it every single day for our, our, our nice shiny domes and it's fast. It's easy. The battery life, man, that's like my favorite part is I could charge this thing. Cause I hate when, you know, you're having to charge something all the time. I charge this thing once and then it lasts for like mm -hmm. two to three weeks. And I'm, I charge it again just because I'm like, oh, I, you know, it's getting down to 30%. I better charge it up. But I've never run this thing out of batteries. It lasts forever. It, it's so easy to clean. Uh, it comes with a little water dish that you you put the, the thing in. You just turn it on and it self-cleans. It's such an amazing product. Uh, so if you want to get a skull shaver, you want fast, easy uh, shave, go to skullshaver.com and use promo code hustle if you use the promo code hustle you'll get a nice discount and lets them know that we sent you uh and you won't be disappointed i mean if you're not on if you're not on the youtube go on the youtube and check out our domes tell us does this look like a clean shave and, you know i shaved i shaved uh last night i didn't even shave this morning and my dome still looks really clean and that's hustle with the capital h yeah i don't know does that get a matter i don't know if it matters well Maybe. they gave it to us capital h so i figured why not capital h hustle because you gotta hustle not just hustle but hustle all right let's talk proper now <laughs> All right, let's talk about our next uh hustling bolo. 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 Bolo.
Um, I'm bringing it back to the beginning of the episode here and I'm saying taxidermy um, just because this is something that I've been overlooking and I, I've been to estate sales and it's just, and of course, if it's something big, right? Like that might've caught my attention, but I was looking on eBay and, and even things like um, bugs, like taxidermy bugs. There's really? a, there's a, uh, a uh, car mechanic place where I live and I've gone there a couple of times, like for quick fixes on things. And his whole wall is like taxidermy bugs and insects and, huh. and reptiles. And so there are people who collect these or even things like, um, uh, like birds, small birds that are decorations. If you can tell the difference between what's, uh, what's taxidermy versus what's just, you know, a, a knickknack, mm-hmm. um, taxidermy, there's money in it. And the smaller items I've seen birds go for like 60 bucks. And so it's like, okay, it's not a huge but if you're at an estate sale and somebody's got like three or four taxidermy birds and they're only asking a couple bucks for them, pick those up. And if it's a big item, I mean, the, the fact that you could potentially make 10 grand on a, on a buffalo head now makes me say like, okay, that might be worth dropping $1,000 on. Whereas before I would have, if someone's like, yeah, it's 800 bucks, I'd be like, oh man, I'm, yep, not doing that. So I need to do a little bit more research into how do I know what's what? How do I know if it's, you know, bone versus plastic, if it's what it... I know it's kind of a weird thing. And so again, if you're, if, if morally you can't handle it, stay away from it. But if you're thinking, Hey, taxidermy, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking it out. I'm going to be on the lookout. I wonder, I just wonder shipping and all that, you know, like obviously it works out. So I, and I mean, if it's something big, I'm sure it'd be a local deal. I mean, there are, I, there are some resellers on Instagram that have sold taxidermy before. So I don't know. All right. Well, mine is more of a, I think it's a sign of a downturn economy. Uh, I've lately been selling a lot of steel toe work shoes. Mm. So whether they be like electrician, like Doc Martens, or they be Timberland Pro for construction, uh, alloy toe, uh, steel toe, uh, and they've been in rough shape. They've been like, you know, like they've been like somebody took a bat in the dirt and just beat it to heck. Uh, but people will still buy it. I mean, and you get it at a garage for, for like a dollar and you sell it for 30. It's good money still. And so I've been selling a lot more of these recently. And I'm just like, I wonder if people, you know, are just like, hey, you know, because of inflation, I'm spending an extra two to three hundred a month. Maybe I could, you know, save my family from, you know, because those Timberland Pros could be like a hundred something dollars brand new. Uh, Some of the Doc Martens that are like industrial ones could be like a hundred dollars or more. And so, you know, they'd rather go to eBay, drop 50, 60, maybe even 80 bucks is cheaper than having to pay, you know, full retail out of sight, or maybe it's not available. Maybe there's still supply chain issues. So uh, keep an eye for steel toe work boots uh, and they don't have to be boots. It could be, you know, low shoes too, uh, but Timberland Pro and Doc Martin, I find those to be uh, very good. All right. Before we start wrapping things up, we got to mention our other below American bubble yeah. And so, you know, I just recently I, I've, you know, I needed some more bubble wrap. It came in time and Again, I speak about the, I need to bring it into the podcast next time. The four foot roll. It won't fit on the uh, it won't fit in the frame. <laughs> it won't, it won't, yeah. But, you know, when I saw that train set, it was just nice to just put it, you know, on the roll and just wrap around it. Yeah. Right. Instead roll of, it. Instead of having to like Frankenstein a bunch of random bubble wrap from uh-huh. a small uh, roll. I, you know, I sold the mixer. I had to use it for a mixer. It's just it's just nice. Uh, you know, along with the free two day shipping or same day, you know, pickup if you live nearby. 
uh, and it's a great price. So if you haven't checked them out yet, it's AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Uh, if you're a first time buyer, our promo code is PuroSoulPodcast. And thank you to all of you who've been supporting us. It's been great. Uh, our numbers obviously have dipped because, you know, the more we do this, uh, now it's just first time listeners that are like, oh, hey, I haven't heard of American Ball Boy. But if you haven't tried them out, uh, definitely try them out. It's definitely worth your time. AmericanBubbleBoy.com, promo yeah. code PuroSoulPodcast. Yeah. All right. So what are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to listing. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I hate listing. It's one of my least favorite things. But we had a, a several sales. Like we went like a, almost a week without any sales. And part of it is because we just haven't been listing. But then sales have started to come in again, even without listing. And so uh, my wife needed some help in our shed because she does most of the packing and shipping. Uh, I do most of the sourcing and pictures. So it's been a little while since I walked in the shed and I walked in the shed and I'm just looking at my inventory and I look at like my death piles and I'm like, man, I got to get these listed. And I'm almost remembering because sometimes it's nice. I go in there. I've got I've got solar lights to set up. I have to turn on a generator if I need the air conditioning. But right now I don't need air conditioning. Mm. And I walk in my shed and sometimes it's nice just to turn on some music and just spend like an hour in there taking pictures like to decompress, mm -hmm. to get away from like the grind of work and all the craziness and so I'm like, man, I need to spend a couple hours in this shed. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, uh, therapeutic. Yeah. It's kind of therapeutic in a sense. Like it, it, it it's almost cathartic. It like helps you to like, oh, get some, some of your emotions out and just kind of get into like a, a rhythm where you're almost doing something mindless and can listen to a podcast or listen to some music. Uh, so I, I'm actually excited for the first time in a long time to go take some pictures, get some listings up, uh, and hopefully get some more sales coming in. All right. So I have the exact same thing I was supposed to do last update episode. You haven't got to 3K yet? No, I told you I was at 2,900. I should be at 3K by next update. No problem. If I, I heard be. how many I should be at 3K, I think it's since we started the podcast. Yeah, I know. But I actually, I'm I'm there. Like I'm at 2,900 something. Like if I don't make it just because I'm lazy, there, there's no other, you know, rationale behind it. Because I have about, I want to say at least 80 items dropped off to my helper. Okay. And then I myself have a bra about, you know, two to 300. Like, you know, if I take the time, I should be able to make it right without even having to go sourcing. Uh, on top of that, it's the taxes that I, I got to tell you, I hate prepping for taxes. Yeah. We I hate we, it. We did all of our taxes. We, we do ours through TurboTax. We did it all, but we're waiting on a document. It actually, IRS just released it and TurboTax hasn't updated their system with a new document. So it's going to take like another almost a month before TurboTax mm -hmm. updates theirs, which I'm so mad about because because of all of the um, the the child credits and all of those things and because of the, what was it, the um, the stimulus checks, we had a, a, one of our children were born in the middle of the year. And so technically he gets stimulus checks that we didn't get. And so we actually, for the first time in a long time, have some money coming back to us. Mm. And we were able to write off enough through eBay and all of those things. So... I'm like, yes, we finally have money coming back. Like we can use this money. And now because the IRS is taking so long to do, I don't think we're going to see our refund until like Dude, the fall. I overpaid last year and they still haven't paid me back. It's been a year. Like, see what I think with that, like if you are late paying the IRS, they charge interest. If the IRS is late paying you, it's like a, sorry. I know. Like What's I should, get, I should get extra money. Yeah, you know? give me, give me, give me the the money plus the inflation that I lost from the time that you owed me the money originally. It's just so obnoxious. But you know, the thing I hate is uh, there. There's the 
so I've always said this, be organized from the beginning because the larger of a seller you become, there's a lot more that's tied into it. Right. And I do have somebody that, you know, runs, you know, make sure I have everything and, and we put it all together. Uh, but you know, mileage is something you should always be tracking. Again, please don't message us for tax advice. We're not, we're just going to say, Hey, go check out this tax person over here. Uh, not your dad's CPA or something like that. Uh, you know, the mileage, uh, the one thing is, you know, my Amazon, this Q4, I had a lot of items I did not sell during Q4 and I didn't sell until January, February. So those, you know, I can count as, as inventory that did not sell. And so I've had to calculate that. And, you know, there's just, there's just a lot uh, uh, you know, there's times that, man, you know, Apple sometimes, like if you have too much stuff on your phone, they, uh, offload apps and they don't tell you. So there's a few times that like some apps that were tracking certain things didn't like work. Oh, see, that's why everybody loves Apple. It's so great. I know. I know. So anyways, there's, there's just a, there's just a lot of things here and there. And so the way I look at when I do my taxes is I'm making money by finding every deduction possible, right? There's some people that are like, Hey, you shouldn't brag about not paying taxes. I, I don't know. I think people should get medals uh, for being able to figure out like, you know, Hey, this is money that I actually used for my business. And so therefore, you know, I shouldn't be counted against for using this. Yeah. It's a know? weird thing. Like people almost look at you as greedy for trying to write things off taxes. But the reality is I don't understand how it's greedy to want to keep the money that you made. I agree and help your family, you know, like, so, so this is why I like spending the time because I find that every single time I'm able to find something, uh, it's, I'm, I'm getting back money that I would have lost. So if you look at it that way, it makes it a little bit easier. I'm, I'm, I'm finding better motivation now to get after this and get it done, uh, at least by the end of March. So I can file by the 15th of April, unless they extend it. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, I hate ending on a note about taxes, but here's the thing. I hope all of you are having incredible sales. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, you're able to get on consistent listing every day and make those sales happen. And as always, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.